Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to week number 11 of the Baby Bowl Contest. I am Wes Easley, one of your hosts at Loafing It on Twitter. And of course, I am joined by the daddy of the Baby Bowl himself, Rob Norton at Norton0723. How you doing tonight, Mr. Rob? I'm doing pretty good, Wes. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Have we gotten t-shirts printed up yet, Rob, calling you the daddy of the Baby Bowl? <laughs> I don't think so. They might be working on it, though. I don't know. Uh, we're going to have to start calling. Uh, is, is your wife's name Julie or Julia? Julie. It doesn't matter what her name is. <laughs> I'm not talking to her anymore. She finished <laughs> third this week, Rob. I, I, it doesn't matter. <laughs> How does she uh, do it's... that? She comes in off the sidelines, off the streets. She hasn't played fantasy football in forever, and she's taking people out to the woodshed here on the Baby Bowl. There are people who get paid professionally to write fantasy articles, and she is sitting here trying to dominate the Baby Bowl. It's unreal. I mean – it's it's you know it was more it's it's been like a joke every week you know and but she somehow just keeps doing it i mean it's funny too because she doesn't fill out her lineup or even think about it until about 12 30 <laughs> so just don't even that's funny. i know i know it's it's like i mean usually usually uh the ritual is like we sit down i'm already doing a, i'm already doing a bunch of other stuff around that time but about 12 30 she'll she'll remind me and I'll, or I'll remind her and then, uh, then we'll talk about it a little bit. And then I usually kind of like, you know, help her out in terms of like the plays and she'll read some of my stuff or whatever. And then she'll, she'll say, uh, Oh, I want to, I want to, I want to play this guy or this guy or this. And then it's just, it's, <laughs> I can't believe it's worked out as well. Well, I, I have to apologize for getting back to her so late in the day whenever she asked me who she should start in the baby bowl. So I, I've been giving her <laughs> advice on the side. No, no. Hey, it's great to see different participants doing so well in the baby bowl. And it, it is one of the most exciting things. I, I love getting to be able to meet new people. And it keeps growing each and every year, Rob. And that's fantastic. But one of our old-time friends, a guy who won last year, a guy who was on this baby bowl podcast last season as well, is back with us again this year because he did a fantastic, beautiful-looking lineup, I think it was called, in that Baby Bowl chat room. Bruce on the loose on Twitter. You can follow him at Blake underscore Bruce. Welcome back to the show, Bruce. What a do, Wes, man. Glad to be back. Oh, yeah, man. We're, we're glad to have you. Yeah, you and Rob go way back, right? Oh, yeah, way back. I used to sleep on his couch quite a bit. And great guy. <laughs> and it's just great to you know get in this league and continue playing fantasy sports, man. Yeah, I think I think that's why Rob lets his wife win all the time, so he doesn't have to sleep on the couch. It's fair. That's that's what that's what we're gonna go with. <laughs> hey, Rob, can you give us an update on who is uh, in the waiting room of the Baby Bowl and who is pacing around at first place, second place, third place, all those things? Yeah. So as of as of this week, we have um, Max in first. Right. Still hanging on 1258.1. We have Coupe A Fiasco 1255.46. We have Falcons 023 1254.72. We have Evan 2947 1229.6. Um, we have our guy Jesse Crockett in fifth at 1192. Uh, Julie is actually in sixth at 1187.5. Um, JB Cho knows. 1182.8 and uh, he's in seventh uh wyatt i think bertalone 
1177.52, JF Column 1169.36, and Kangas is 1161.50 in 10th place. <laughs> we got talked about the okay. <laughs> that's, so that's many cool. people from the chat room are on that list, man. It's awesome. Yeah, that, for sure, for sure. It is fun to see. And Bruce, no, uh, is it Blake? Is it Bruce? Which one you want me to call you both? Yeah, it's Blake Bruce, but I'll answer yeah. to both, man. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> well, you got two. You got two first last name or two first. Yep, two. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you sure do. Uh, but I was kind of hoping Zoot Zoot Riot was going to win, just so I could say Zoot Zoot Riot all all show long. <laughs> I, I was going to have a lot of fun with that one. Uh, and I saw last week that my guy Tyler FF. He he. Uh, we we almost got uh, went out to lunch here not too long ago. I think last season or something like that. He was visiting in laws and something close to the house, which was pretty cool to be able to make those kind of connections on Twitter and in the Baby Bowl. But hey, let's go over your lineups real quick here. We like to connect these dots and always look at these people in kind of the redraft format, maybe even dynasty league, just kind of talk about these guys and how they're rebounding throughout the season here. And of course, uh, Blake, your, your lineup started off with Dak Prescott last week, coming back with a vengeance against the Atlanta Falcons. And he put up 26 fantasy points. I, I know the Atlanta Falcons aren't that good, but those Dallas Cowboys are starting to really click again. Do you think they're going to be able to carry that out through the rest of the season? Oh, yeah. No, I'm big on Dak and Dallas offense. And I had C.D. Lamb in the same lineup, and I'm big on C.D. Lamb. Huge, huge fan of his. But I kind of played him against the Falcons because they were kind of coming off of a down game, you know. So I figured they were going to bounce back. And if Dak hit C.D., which that's all they did all day, so it worked out really well. Yeah, you put CD in there as well. He got 29 uh, Baby Bowl points as well. And it's, it's really good for CD Lamb to be able to have Amari Cooper there as kind of a safety blanket and attract some of the attention away. Because the minute you leave Amari Cooper open, he's going to be able to kill you on fantasy or even in the game as well. Uh, but CD Lamb, it, it really takes advantage of that, I think. And last week, having Gallup back, that was really good for him as well. Don't you think, Blake? Oh, yeah. No, it absolutely opened it up more. And you see him go back and forth on Twitter. Like they're really close to the whole wide receiver group. Yeah. It's, it's really hard too, guys. I'm telling you right now, it's hard getting old. And I <laughs> think that Rob, I think you and I should have learned that or should have knew that last week, whenever we started Tom Brady at the quarterback position, he only gave us 13 DraftKings points, a little bit of rust there because I don't think the Washington football team is nearly good enough to be able to hold Tampa Bay down like they did last week. But man, Tom Brady put up a kind of a clunker for us. Yeah, for sure. That was a uh, definitely disappointing considering how rough the Washington football team's defense has been all year, especially um, they've, they've allowed, I think heading into last week, it was like the most points or at least top three most points to quarterback so far. So I, I figured Brady and uh, Brady and Evans were going to be in for a good one. Yeah, you, you, I did too, and they were not. Uh, so <laughs> you, you put Evans in there, he did get 14 DraftKings points, but it's never good whenever it's that low and then he outscored your quarterback. That's just a recipe for disaster, which he did there. I At, at running back, I ended up with Najee. I think a couple of us put Najee. I think you and yeah, I put Najee. Yeah, you and I both put Najee in there. I, I also put Freeman in there, Devontae Freeman from the Baltimore Ravens. And I guess the Devontae Freeman show was fun while it lasted, Rob, and it didn't last that long in Baltimore. Uh, I, 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 an ex-Baltimore running back, Ingram, is who you had in there, and he really took advantage of his situation in New Orleans. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was going to say, Ingram Ingram was another one of those guys that, you know, in a great offense, uh, getting, you know, Camaro was out, so it was going to take advantage of that. 
um, knowing that he's going to get all the work. And Ingram was, you know, the one thing I wasn't sure of was if he was going to be heavily involved in the passing game. And he did, he did see a pretty good amount of pass, uh, passing game usage. Um, so I was glad to see that. And he, he came through with a touchdown. So it was definitely, definitely worked out well. Yeah, it worked out well for you and for Blake. He had Ingram in there as well with 21. And Blake, you went with the old three running back combination last week because you put Dearness Johnson in there and he gave you 23 points. He, he seems to be a really good backup back. I don't, that's the third string back for Cleveland. Is it? You think it's the backup running back situation or is it the system in Cleveland? I like Dearness. I think he makes some nice like one-cut runs and he's playing really hard too. So, I mean, in Chubb... He's injured right now, too, as well. And, you know, Hunt's probably out for the year. So he's a good hold in, like, your seasonal leagues, too. And, and I, you know, I felt like Baby Bull, Ingram, and Dearness, this was, like, their last guaranteed chance because Kamara and Chubb will probably be hopefully healthy the rest of the year. So I loved getting both those guys and seeing them involved, you know, in the pass game as well. Sure. And I, I just love what the Cleveland offense is doing. I know they lost last week in the regular season, but uh, they're both putting up Embar- their, their- Embarrassing. Yeah, well, <laughs> it yeah, was for sure. <laughs> I, I, uh, I I put Devin Singletary in there. I, th- I don't know. I, the Moss news came out a little bit late, and I didn't. I wasn't able to pull him out of there. But he gave me twelve uh, baby bowl points. And I I have no idea who I wrote down for you, Rob. Who was your third running back? He gave you or second running back. He gave you twenty eight points. I should know who this is. It was a uh, Ramondre Stevenson. Oh, it sure was. Nice, yeah. nice yep, play. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that one worked out really well for me. That was another <laughs> another case of, you know, how Blake was saying with the Ernest, he felt like it was like the last chance to get him in there. And um, you know, with Ramondre, I it seemed like Harris, Damian Harris was gonna be back this week, which he is now. So I wanted to get Stevenson in there and it just happened to work out that he was, you know, I was I was a little worried because you never know with uh Belichick and the and their running backs like he could have easily gone to Brandon Bolden a lot. And so I wasn't, I wasn't like super confident in it, but I'm just, I'm really glad it worked out the way it did. Yeah, it definitely can tell why they didn't have any problems cutting Sony Michelle or getting rid of Sony Michelle early in the year whenever you had Ramondre Stevenson back there. And man, he looks explosive. You know, whenever I see him, and, and that's the thing with Damian Harris that I've always watched. And of course, I watch those old Alabama running back film tapes uh, for a long time. I got them on VHS, Rob, and I just go over loop de loop in my in my TV. Uh, he he's never been explosive. Damian Harris is always good to get you that three, four yards at a time. And he's never going to you know, kill you or anything like that, but he, he's never going to explode either. Like it looks like Stevenson can do. I, I wonder if Stevenson isn't going to take more snaps away from Harris as the year goes on. Yeah, I could see that happening. And like, like you said, you never, you never know when it comes to the Patriots. I mean, I think it was Stevenson had, it was a, it was a few weeks back, maybe a month ago. At this point, he had a, he had a pretty good um, game, good showing in terms of you know he was bu- busting off chunk gain after chunk gain, and then the next the next week he was a healthy scratch. So it was just like <laughs> it's it's so tough to tell what's going to go on there. But I mean, after this past week with a huge game, and then the previous week had over 100 total yards too on uh, lesser touches. So it, I feel like unless he missed some kind of blitz pickup or some, some kind of little mistake that we didn't really uh, hear about. He, I think he's going to be more involved moving forward. 
I had Amari Cooper in there as the wrong Dallas Cowboy wide receiver, uh, Blake. And you ended up being able to sneak Cooper Cup into this lineup, too, with 23. We need to start putting price tags on this, Rob. How in the world you put Cooper <laughs> Cup in there? I was a little hesitant to uh, play any of the Rams with the Woods news that came out with him getting injured. But I'm glad you were able to take advantage of that Cup one, Blake. Oh, yeah, no. Cooper Cup and it almost looked awful and you know luckily I had a lead going into it but that whole Rams just kind of you know crapped the bed against 49ers really looked awful for about the first three quarters but then Cooper Cup was just catch after catch after catch and in our home league that Rob's actually in with us one of my buddies had you know the whole Rams offense coming back at me I was getting super nervous because Cooper Cup was just a machine and was he like way up in points on the whole you know the whole league right now he's fantasy MVP Cooper Cup yeah, yeah, he really is, and I, I can't, I can't believe we're saying that. Just be, honest. <laughs> you know, you know, you know what's funny is, um, so heading in, heading into the Monday night game, I was actually, you know, usually, usually on Mondays, I, I, there's a guy at work, um, I talk to all the time, and uh, he, uh, he always asks me about the baby ball stuff because he didn't get in it this year. I think he might next year, but he was asking me, asking me about it, and uh, I told him, I was like, yeah, my my buddy Blake's in first right now, and he has. He still has a guy to go. And so then we were we were kind of like speculating on who he was, who he had going. We knew it was a wide receiver just from the way he already played through running backs. And so we were like, oh, I wonder who he's got going. And I was like, I wonder if it's Cooper Cup or Debo. And then the other guy brought up a thing. He's like, man, I don't know if I was him. Do you there's there's a lot of thought that goes into do you play it safe and play one of those studs and try to secure the victory? Or do you feel like you have the victory in hand and play a lesser guy and save one of those studs? So we were, it was, it was, I, I, we were definitely talking about it, thinking about it. But like you said, Cooper Cup's always, always a safe play. You, you didn't, did that cross your mind at all, Blake, taking him out of your lineup? No, honestly, like I, I forgot who I had going in when I saw <laughs> Rob's tweet. He had the asterisk. And I thought like that meant your lineup was done. And I'm looking at it further and I'm like, oh, wait, I actually have Cooper Cup. So I felt really good after I realized it. But, but no, yeah, it didn't even cross my mind. But that's actually, you know, that's a next level play. And I could have probably like got Brandon Ayuk or something in there and then had Cup later in the that would have been, you know, perfect probably. Yeah, chestnut checkers. I'm still playing right. <laughs> I'm I'm playing baby bowl Italy weeks, is what I'm doing. <laughs> Look, McC- we got McLaurin Long in there. Dark. Yeah. <laughs> We got McLaurin in there and Pittman for you, Rob. Uh, they they twelve and fourteen points apiece. You picked Pittman on their worst week ever, so that that's that's really yeah. a hats off to you. I don't know what game you were playing <laughs> last week. I don't know who my third wide receiver was. It's something with an H. I, he got eighteen points. That, that's my my tight end though. All right, so I I went at, I usually stay away from Thursday night baby bowl stuff. And last week it was free. You know, the Freeman show got me nine points. And then I, I had Jacecki in there and he got the targets. He got the <laughs> volume. He also got a big old sombrero. He got zero wow. points last week. But him and Hawkinson last week. Is that right? They both got zero fantasy points. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, surprising and disappointing for sure. Yeah. And you put Dan Arnold in there. Arnold has really. I don't want to say excelled because that that seems like he's done a lot and but but his amount of targets his amount of volume I don't know if he'll ever be able to find the end zone to be able to move up into that next category for Jacksonville uh Rob but but next year going into next season are we going to have to talk about Dan Arnold as being maybe just in that tier below the top 5 or 3 that we usually talk about You know it's it's funny I I at this point I mean, it's going to be interesting 
next year, depending on the health of DJ Shark when he comes back. But if Arnold is seeing like this kind of usage the rest of the year, I mean, it's going to be tough not to. I mean, it, he's tight end seven, I think, in over the last five weeks. Um, like he's running like top five amount of routes. Um, he's he's he and he's doing well with the routes too. Like he's he has he's pretty high. I don't know the exact number, but I know he's pretty high up in yards per route run too. So he's being efficient with the targets, and it's 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 pretty surprising. But he, I mean, at this point, at this point, I I think he's like a top ten rest of the way, assuming he sees the same usage usage he's seen over the last five weeks. Okay, all right. And this guy, Hunter Henry, he I'm not going to say he has surprised me in the New England Patriot offense. We kind of were suspecting and wondering, I think, Blake, before the beginning of the season, how the Patriots were going to run that offense. We saw him go after two tight ends of free agency, and we're sitting here thinking back to the glory days whenever they kind of broke loose with that two tight end system. But really, Hunter Henry's emerged as the only tight end in that system for fantasy purposes anyway. Uh, you put him in your lineup. He had 20 fantasy points. He's he's just going to be somebody we can count on for the rest of this year, right? Yeah, let me first say that I drafted Jonu Smith in like every league. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I loved him, but yeah, Hunter Henry was totally the guy. And that was the thing. It was like draft one of those tight ends. It's going to work out. Of course, it was the one, you know, not the yeah. one I drafted. But <laughs> that's how, that's I just how it always of, works out. Right. Know? Yeah. Fade whatever I draft. No. Um, but I just kind of against the Browns, I you know, the, we've been so bad against the tight end, too. And. You know, it showed, especially in the red zone, we've just allowed a lot of tight end touchdowns. That's why I ended up playing him, and it worked out. Yeah. I think no, it, it touches, right? Yeah, it did. Yeah, it, it did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, the Swaim character, the Swaim tight end in, in uh, Tennessee, if you're hurting on tight end for whatever reason and you need to play somebody, Swaim seems to have taken over that Jonu role as far as whenever I'm watching that game. Furser kind of does some things in between the 20s and everything like that, but Swaim is the guy they concentrate on in the end zone and in the red zone, and he's been getting those touchdowns for Tennessee. So I'm going to put that name out there just as a name people can play if they ever need a dart throw at a tight end because he's just completely tight end dependent but he seems to be getting those looks once or twice a game anyway and we know what they've done with John New in the past all right guys hey let me make sure everybody remembers they are listening to the baby bowl this year uh, week number 11 is where we're at and of course the daddy of the baby bowl is joining me Wes Easley at loafing it on Twitter his name is Rob Norton at Norton 0723 on Twitter don't forget to follow the show at FI today with a little underscore please like subscribe leave a review all those things that you can do share this show as well because it's not about you know how many clicks how many how many downloads did the show get it's nowhere near that for this for me rob i i know you know that about me right now at this point in our relationship but it's more about the baby bowl and making the baby bowl grow not only in namesake and i would love to see rob succeed and all those things but it's about the donations it's about the charity and we give to a couple of charities with the baby bowl money and we also allow earnings to be given to somebody like Blake who won this week and then the overall champion at the end of the year as well I believe gets something so we're trying to let the baby bowl grow not only for charity but also just to get a name out there into the fantasy community because the more good we can do the better the fantasy community is uh, as a whole and we have got the baby bowl playoff edition coming up at the end of this season right Rob do we know when that sign up starts um I'll probably start working on it here in the next few weeks um because yeah, like you said, it's coming up. It's coming up quick. So, um, yeah, I'll probably start working on it in the next few weeks, and then I'll start 
you know, blasting it out there for, for everyone to, uh, uh, sign up and, and get me the money and we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah. Cause it is one of those things. I, I know, I know some of those inside tips are inside, inside information that you give me about collecting the money and everything like that, that you got to go through. And people have been really good and being really generous and people have given above and beyond what uh, the entry fee is to get into the baby bowl, especially come playoff edition, because when people are signing up, that's around Thanksgiving, Christmas time and all that stuff. And I know how busy the holidays get for everybody. And so we always want to say thank you for making time to give back to charities and especially to the charities that we give back to on the Baby Bowl. Now, uh, we have Blake Bruce joining us here on the Baby Bowl, and you can find him on Twitter at Blake underscore Bruce on Twitter, Bruce on the loose. And Bruce, what I noticed, Blake or Blake Bruce, whatever, whatever B, double B, double B, <laughs> what, I, what I noticed is you've got a Laker, uh, what, what is that headline thing up on the top there, banner? A headline Shout banner. out, Ron. LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, our guy. James, is, it, is it the Cleveland connection with LeBron James? Is that what it is? Yeah, and I live in I've been in Akron campus for like six, seven years. I still live in my you know, my college house right now. So I just felt, you know, the, the vibe of, of that and you know, Rob got married the year uh they won the championship and we were all uh, like close. I think he might still have it as his Twitter head. We're all wearing LeBron jerseys for one of his wedding photos and stuff. So it's just I don't know, just watching Brock come up too. It's just the whole story's great and I'm still rooting for him and same. I got him over MJ on my list, but you know, don't hate me. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I won't do that. Uh, now, let me ask you this. Hey, both of you guys know, because I saw this highlight on Twitter of, what, what's his son's name? Bronny or something? Bronny, oh, yeah. yeah. I saw him. The rim? Yeah, where his head going <laughs> over the rim. How oh, old yeah. is that kid? Is he 17? I you think know, so. Robert I think, I, I don't know for sure. The I'm pretty sure he's a junior, though. But I know he just came back from injury, because he was injured for a little while. And, uh. Yeah, he, that 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 uh, video and photo of him getting <laughs> up like that I was he he wasn't get, he was he was always been athletic and but yeah. not 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 like that. One of the things I've always felt cheated on, and one of the reasons why you know with with my MJ devotion and everything like that, the Michael Jordan devotion is hey LeBron James never competed in a dunk contest, so I've always got that hanging over. You know, I got <laughs> I got those banners compared to y'all's. Uh, and what, but but I still think that LeBron James is going to to be in a dunk contest before his career is over. I would love it. I would hope I'll, so. I, well, if, his, if his son gets to the league, see him just go out there. <laughs> well, I think that's what he's going to end up doing is throwing yeah. lob passes to his son. I think he's going to compete in a dunk contest, <laughs> but he'll be throwing lobs to his son, which will be pretty cool to see. And I've I've heard before, I've read something before where LeBron James has said that he wants to play is, until his son gets in the league, which will be yeah. uh, one of those weird things to be able to see. I mean, that's that's yeah. like, you know, that's, that's just weird. And, and that may go back to the Griffey days. You know what I mean? Like, it <laughs> just may go back to that because of the Griffey son father son combination they had oh yeah rob and i are big griffey fans too so it's perfect connection there yeah and oh, for uh, sure for sure yeah. and you know lebron was as well growing up in that akron area all right so you got you finished up with 159 rob you had 113 i had 77 okay that's how many <laughs> I had. I had <laughs> but looking up forward to this week here guys and and what we're trying to do here on the baby bowl is always try and give good advice because we've been in the baby bowl now for a couple of years we played in that playoff edition as well and one of the things i think that we can all say is that don't save players at this point you can't save any more players don't think well i'm just gonna wait to play that guy until later on in the year later year may later on in the year may never come 
because that guy might get hurt. So if you have an opportunity to play somebody, the weeks are getting really short. People are going to start resting individuals. I mean, we look at that Cleveland Brown lineup right now, Blake, and and we see so many different players and how the names have changed from week to week with them. You got to take advantage of those starters whenever you can, right? Am I am I thinking right on that, Blake? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think that's you know one reason I had big success last week is playing Dearness, playing Mark Ingram, and. I'm going to be doing that moving forward is trying to get guys, you know, you know, like last week, James Conner, Ramon Stevenson. Those are some names that are like gaining momentum. You know, that's where you want to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're for sure on that. Uh, Now, this week, of course, Dallas and Kansas City is a big play. Uh, Whenever you see that matchup, like, do do you does any names jump out at you that you must be able to play the Tyreek Hills, the Travis Kelsey's, of course, if you still have them in your lineup. But what about a running back situation? Are you feeling pretty confident in, in starting any of those Kansas City running backs? Man, I'm excited to see Clyde Edwards come back. And I have been a couple leagues still in the IR spot, but I'm I'm not I haven't been able to trust them too much besides for like an in one sleeper league where I've been playing Williams here or there just because it's so bad at running back, but I can't trust him yet. And I'm hoping Clyde Edwards is the guy, but yeah, that's very possible when it comes to Dallas though. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if uh, Rob, I'm wondering if Michael Gallup isn't like a sneaky little play. I'm not afraid to play him at wide receiver. I, I don't want to get too desperate though, but they surely they're going to get him a touchdown pass sooner or later here in that offense. Right. Yeah, I would think so. Um, I do think basically, I mean, pretty much everyone and anyone that you have for this game is is a good play at this point. I mean, we're looking at two of the most high-powered offenses in in the league, and and um, Dallas's defense has been better this year, but they're they're they've almost been just opportunistic. It's not like they've been like a shutdown. They still allow decent amount of points, decent mm-hmm. amount, amount of yards. They just make big plays. Um, so. And then the we know the Chiefs' defense hasn't been very good this year either. So you're looking at a shootout. I think this when I was looking at the 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 lines, this is the only matchup over 50. I think one other is at 50 exact. I think it's the Buffalo mm-hmm. Indianapolis, but this this one's the only one over 50, and it's at 56. So I mean, it's like far and away the top target game. So and we have a ton of star players in the game. So if you have any any of them, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't hesitate to use any of them. No, that's that. And that's the reason I was going to bring that up here is that that had a 56 point total and that the Indianapolis Colts and Buffalo Bills, you're exactly right. They have a 50 point total. A couple of them are swinging down there at 49 and a half or 49. Uh, th- this is my real question to you, Rob. As far as quarterback goes. Are we starting Joe Flacco? Is this a Joe Flacco week for the New York Jets? <laughs> That's your guy, the Joe Flacco. <laughs> he's he's always. He, I didn't think he'd be relevant this year, but you talk, you spoke it into existence. I think uh, so. Sometimes you got to believe. That's that's true. That's true. No, yeah, he, he <laughs> Joe Flacco. He's. Uh, I mean, honestly, though, it is it is a matchup that I mean, I'm not going there. I'm just going to preface this by saying, but. Miami's not a not a good defense, so if you're getting real desperate, I mean, it's not the worst play. I guess it's not the worst play. It may it may not be the greatest play either uh, in the world to, <laughs> to be able to do this week. To, is sitting on top of your board, Bruce? Is, is it is it Josh Allen this week? Is he's the number one quarterback? I know in DraftKings he's the highest priced quarterback, but is he the number one quarterback this week? Or are you putting him a little bit below Patrick Mahomes or Dak Prescott even or anybody else? 
Yeah, I think you go Pat one. Yeah, Pat Mahomes, he seems to be back. And as bad as everyone was talking about him, he's probably playing with a chip on his shoulder now. And if you look at the the over-unders like Rob was talking about, that Bills game is nice, though. I think it's like second, the over-unders 50 for that game. So I'm fine with, you know, in baby bowl playing any of those guys if you still have them. Just big, you know, high-scoring games and, like you mentioned, to start the whole conversation is get these guys in now because and injuries could happen or rest rest games could happen. So, yeah, I think one of the highest play, uh, played players here in the Baby Bowl this week when we're talking about injuries, Aaron Jones, of course, we know is out for a couple of weeks right now, and so we got to be able to look at playing his backup and his name's backup is is slipping my mind. Don't don't put it in there. It's 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 slipping my mind. I'm even looking for it and it's nowhere to be found. Who is it, Rob? AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon, AJ I got Dillon. it. Yeah, I got it. I, I heard somebody out there yelling at me. Uh, AJ <laughs> Dillon uh is his backup. He's gonna be you gotta play him this week, right? Because uh, Jones might not be uh, might only be out for one or two games. Right. That's the thing is you know I'm generally pessimistic when it comes to injuries and in general i always think it's the later of the timeline you 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 never know if there's gonna be a setback or anything like that but at the same time you also can't count on you know them being that far out so you know looking at dylan he has minnesota this week and then they have the rams next week and then a bye so even if even if they keep aaron jones out three weeks which is like kind of the later, the later of the timeline. He he's probably going to be back for Chicago in week fourteen. So, and barring any kind of setback, so it's either this week or playing Dylan against the Rams. So, the the Vikings matchup is a lot a lot better. So, I would advise playing Dylan this week before before you lose out on the chance to get him with a full workload. That sounds like good advice. The Las Vegas Raider backfield, Blake, I, I don't know what to think of them with Josh Jacobs, with Kenyon Drake. I personally think that the Raiders may have lost their momentum. They may have lost their mojo. Maybe they've been through a little bit too much this season. When I saw them last week, they just looked gassed because they, they made the Kansas City Chiefs team look like the old Kansas City Chiefs team that we used to dream about playing each and every week in the Baby Bowl who haven't lived up to those expectations. What's your feeling about the Raiders this year, this week uh, going forward, Blake? Yeah, no, I mean, it's they've just been through a lot. Like, I couldn't even imagine being in that locker room, like, finding out all that about Gruden and then the Henry Ruggs situation is just absolutely terrible. And so it's just been a tough spot. And, you know, they'll move forward. I think they have a lot of, you know, great players still, like Derek Carr, we're starting in most your leagues. Hunter Renfro has been, you know, basically Wes Welker light this year. And he's, he seems to be real for fantasy. And I like Jacobs personally. I've always liked him and he seems to be getting healthier. I think there was like a quote that came out said he hadn't felt healthy since like coming off the bye week. So he hadn't felt uh, healthy in two years or something. So I think Jacobs is the guy and Drake will be there somewhat, but I think Jacobs is the guy you want most release. Okay, I think I think you're right there. It seems I don't know, man. Jacobs gets it all in like those weird one or two games, and then the rest of the season, it's kind of like ah, Josh Jacobs. Right? Eh, no, he's touchdown heavy. So yeah, kind of like mixing. It feels like Uh, Rob. I got to ask you this question: Uh, What you normally do on DFS stuff, or even baby bowl purposes, with somebody like a Hawkinson, with somebody like a Jaseki, where they put up big goose eggs? Uh, Typically, that's 
the next week is when you want to play them because they're like, okay, we got to get this guy in the end zone. We got to get this guy some stuff. Are they squeaky wheels? Can tight ends be squeaky wheels or, or what? Do you fade these players or do you go back at them strong the next week? Um, kind of depends. Um, but I do think they can be a squeaky wheel type of situation. And like Hawkinson, for example, is like a guy where he's, he's like clear cut the main pass game um, option on that team. The wide receivers, I mean, Khalif Raymond's had flashes and Monterey St. Brown's had flashes, but you know, Hawkinson's the main pass game option. So, and I think he was still getting a, a good amount of targets too. So, you know, I wouldn't have any problem going back to him, um, especially with, you know, the state of tight end as it is, there's been some, some guys that have emerged, like we were talking about Dan Arnold, uh, Pat Fryermuth, um, guys like that. Cole Komet is actually coming on strong lately. Tyler Conklin, um, so there, there's kind of been a little bit more options lately, but at the same time, you know, Hawkinson's one of the guys that gets borderline elite usage. And that's what, you know, you want to see when you're looking for tight end. Yeah. I think Troutman's moving into that usage category mm-hmm. as well. Uh, with what's his name under the, what's his name under the center? Who's that? So, 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 Simeon. Simeon. Yeah. Hey, I'm yep. on fire today, boys. I'm on fire <laughs> with Simeon, with Simeon under, he's been getting six, seven, six targets the last three weeks. So it, it seems like he's somebody that Simeon's looking for. And we always talk about a, a young quarterback looking for tight end. Now, uh, look, th- when, when we get to this time period of the baby bowl, People, those teams like the Cleveland Browns, who are going to wrap up the division here shortly, right, guys? Uh, I say that just mm-hmm. to get like a hoorah for you from you. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> when, they, when they wrap up that division, because Pittsburgh's going to end up fading, uh, right? I, I would just—they did it last year, if I'm not mistaken. These these players in Baby Bowl, the teams start giving rest to their players as well. So we may be thinking, hey, there's the X amount of games left in the season, but actually the coaches are maybe backing off that by one or two games just to preserve those bodies, especially if they have a wild card matchup or something like that. That's typically what happens, right, Blake? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I feel like your fantasy championships always come down to like some random pe- running back off the waiver wire and. That's the one who wins. It's never the person who was in first all year. So that's another reason, like in Baby Bowl, we should probably play studs now. And then end of the year, you're going to have ch- chances to start guys that you never would have before. Yeah, and they end up bringing home that trophy. Uh, Rob, DFS gets really hard nowadays because there's so many injuries. And to me, like the Ridley news, I, I'm not in position on Sunday mornings. I'm at church doing things and stuff like that to to get like Ridley news and pull them out of my lineups and stuff. Could you give me any advice on how to set a DFS lineup when I can't check last minute news reports? Uh, I'm just out. Of, should I just stay away from the classic games and just swing over to the late afternoon games or what? Um, It depends. I mean, you know, if you have like um late, you know, if, a lot of times, I mean, I know the Ridley thing was kind of, you know, out of nowhere. So, but a lot of times if I'm not going to be available as much on a Sunday morning, then a lot of times what I'll do is try to play a little bit less guys that are like kind of questionable or, or things like that. And just knowing that I won't have the time to switch the lineups around as much. So I think that's one thing that you can do if you're, if you're wanting to play and still play on the, like the main slate and everything. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, like you said, if you're, if you're not going to be around and you do want to play those plays or you're playing it more serious and, you know, things like that, you might want to try to move a little bit of your, your entries towards a slate where you're going to be 
around for inactives because that that can change a lot of things because like you said that that day when ridley was ruled out i had i had so many lineups and uh, my i think my main cash build was had ridley in it and i my so i i, I usually only build one like that but then i i have, usually have 20 to 30 different um gpp type lineups and i had ridley i was overweight on the field with ridley that week so I had to make some make a bunch of switches and it changed up to like all my lineups in general just because now, you know, the thing that a lot of people don't think about is like, oh, you you know, you just switch them out, switch out one guy for one guy, but then, you know, it changes the correlation of the lineup, changes the leverage of the lineup and Ridley being out himself now, you got to think other people when they switch off of Ridley, if they're only making one change, they're going to probably go to someone they like in the same price range not thinking about correlation or leverage and that, but now, so when that happens um, and the, the roster percentages go off of Ridley to say like someone like Keenan Allen and the same thing now leverage off of Keenan Allen becomes much stronger. So now in my head, I'm thinking, well, in my tournaments, I want to play players off of Keenan Allen in large field stuff. So there's a lot that goes on for me when I'm like doing stuff like that. So I, have to make sure that I'm like available around that time. And I always feel bad too, because there's people asking me questions and things like that. But when there's like late breaking news and I have so many lineups, I'm, I'm just so slammed with like doing that. Sometimes I don't get back to people until like 1255 and I feel, <laughs> I feel bad about yeah. it, but I'm like, I, I gotta get these things in real quick. And if they're not, if they're not uh, sending you Venmo money, then don't feel too bad about it. Okay, <laughs> Blake. Blake, I I understood. I got to be honest. I, I I've never thought about leverage when it came to a DFS contest. I stood. I understood about ten percent of what Rob was talking about. <laughs> right there. I just, I got to be honest with you, Blake. Has he has he always been like that, Blake? Has he always oh, been like? We always start- thought something was a little off, you know. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, like, has he just always a little nerfed something. out? <laughs> No, has he always like, nerded out on those numbers oh, and everything? Yeah, no, he's like always been a numbers guy, and I mean it, it's perfect for his career too. So, <laughs> what, what was he like at his bachelor party, Blake? I gotta. <laughs> we had a. <laughs> we had a combined. We had a combined bachelor party. Oh, that's, that's true. So the girls were there too. It, it was a good time. We went to Putin Bay and had like a house and stuff. It was it was a good good weekend. Yeah, right, we had like. It. 25 people, 25 people yeah, in the yeah. house. Wow, that's that was more exciting than my. I'd say he probably, that was probably one of the most times I've seen him let loose, though. So it was good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Blake, I'm going to ask you to rank these players. Okay, it's kind of like uh, on the DFS Streamer podcast. I usually ask Pierre, uh, uh, "Would you rather?" Kind of a contest. Okay. So let me ask you: Would you rather play this week in Baby Bowl, Jamar Chase against the Raiders, or CD Lamb against the Chiefs? Oh, that's tough. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I love both those guys. Um, I'll just uh, CD's my boy, so I would go CD. Okay. I All mean, right. Chase he can explode any moment, so he, he can win any type of prop bet. But I think CD's way more consistent as long as he's healthy this week for sure. Okay, and, and this I'm just going down the DraftKings thing here. Uh, CD Lamb or AJ Brown against the Texans? I like AJ Brown a lot this week. I think he's due for a little bounce back and. It's a great matchup. The Houston uh, corners and safeties are absolutely terrible. So I like AJ Brown a lot this week. Yeah, he's let me. I've I've traded for him <laughs> a couple of different places, trying to deepen up my rosters. I uh, traded. 
I traded Ridley for him in one league, and that that worked out <laughs> before just, before the Ridley news too. So, well, just barely though, because he <laughs> hasn't really put up a whole lot of production. But yes, you're right; yeah. that did work out, and it's always fun to do that. AJ Brown or Debo Samuel? Man, Debo Debo surprised me huge this year, but he's been basically what receiver two or yeah. on the year. Yeah, so right. I'd go Debo. Okay, against that Jacksonville Jaguars defense, yeah. who has done pretty good the last couple of weeks. So that kind of that, that scares me a little bit. Debo or Stephon Diggs against the Indianapolis Colts? Diggs is another one gaining traction. I think he's let a lot of people down overall, but he's going to be a good player. I'd still go Debo over him, but you, you do find certain either of them. And Debo or Jefferson? I go Debo still, but. JJ's awesome. <laughs> he is awesome against those Packers. Packers defense has played really, really well, Rob. The last, what, two or three weeks, they've been able to shut down quarterbacks, shut down some offenses. Maybe that was a little bit of rust on Seattle last week with Russell Wilson back there for the first time. But, man, that Packer defense has been playing tough. Yeah, I think I saw someone uh, tweet out today or yesterday something about how, like, the last three weeks they've really uh, shut down the opposing passing game, like, like crazy. So I was kind of surprised to see that. I was too. Debo or Devontae Adams this week, uh, Blake, against the Minnesota Vikings? Uh, I think you got to go Devontae Adams. <laughs> he's crazy, he's just, isn't he's he? He's just one of the best receivers, if not the best in the league right now. I would, I would, I've never seen Debo, I've never seen uh, Devontae Adams dance. I would like to see Devontae, because <laughs> the way he runs routes so and he chops his. Yeah. Hey, well, he he's chill until he celebrates his teammates making a block or something like that. I think he just pounded AJ <laughs> Dillon into next week last week whenever he just slammed his hands into his chest, man. He got that's the most excited I've seen him on the field. Yeah, I mean that the whole situation with Aaron Rodgers, I think they wanted that game. Yeah, I think he was trying to bring the energy, bring the juice in there. Uh, maybe his team was a little bit flat, and he was making sure to pick him up. He was, he sure got excited. I've never seen him get. He was he's like the Rob Norton out there on the on the football <laughs> field. You know, he just never lets <laughs> loose quite that hard. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, anybody else, Rob, that you're thinking about playing this week, or any advice that you would give any baby bowl lineups uh, for this week, or did we pretty much cover everything? Yeah, I mean, you know, I. I how you're going through. I like, I like all those plays as well for the receivers. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, that that's, those were the games pretty much. I mean, I do like, like you said, if you're, if you haven't played a lot of your studs, just, just start playing them. Um, you know, your Darren Wallers, George Kittles, stuff like that. Um, any, any kind of elite players that you have left. I mean, there's only what, seven weeks I think we have. So, you know, you got to think about it in terms of there's seven quarterbacks. There's only seven quarterbacks you're playing left. Um, there's only seven tight ends. I mean, you could play more than you could. You could you could do throw a tight end in the flex if you really wanted. But I mean, realistically, there's only about seven tight ends left that you're going to play. Um, Fourteen running backs in in that range, and fourteen to twenty one receivers. So. Um, you got to start thinking about if you have a lot of good guys left, start start getting them in there. No, I agree with you. And, and you know, we uh, talk about the, all the different variables, teams clinching and, and coaches' decisions of resting players and all that. Not only that, but the players also in contract situations. We may see some of those guys starting to take advantage of, hey, we're in the last couple of games for this franchise, not going anywhere this year. I'm going to end up getting a little knee injury or something like that. So a lot of different things. Play your good guys. Let's get them all out there. Let's get some high scores that maybe we can get over a 200. That'd be great to be able to get over a 200 – 
uh, sometime in the Baby Bowl. That'd be fantastic. If we would brag on that guy, we'll have to put a trophy or something, Rob, a banner of uh, the highest <laughs> points. But this guy, Blake Ruth, Brand, I appreciate you coming back on here, Blake. You always do a fantastic job when you're on the show. And congratulations on winning. I think this is the second time of a winner of the Baby Bowl. Yep, yep, second time. Hopefully some more in the future. Love coming on here, man. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Blake. And make sure you follow him over on Twitter. Uh, Blake, uh, Bruce on the loose is what his handle is, at Blake underscore Bruce over there. It's always good to be able to talk to somebody who joins in the chat and everything like that. And, of course, Rob, I do wish you the best of luck at defeating your wife this week. Please <laughs> distract her. Get her. I, I don't know what you got to do. I've always su- I've suggested taking her out on a date. I've taken out, you know, just uh, just anything. Whatever you could do, Rob, to, to allow me to maybe you just need to tell me. Give me some of the advice that you give to Julia, that'd be helpful too. So that's yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I gotta start uh, giving myself some of that advice, apparently, because <laughs> she's she's be- beating me right now too. And it's like, it's like, man, I I I'm never gonna hear the end of this if I actually lose on the season. <laughs> I, I got a feeling it's gonna happen. I, but I do appreciate her participating and everybody participating in the baby bowl. And of course, that was Rob Norton at Norton0723 on Twitter. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore. You can follow me as well at Loafinit on Twitter. And and everybody, I do want to tell you this. We talk about winning here on the baby bowl a lot. But we are winning at more than just the baby bowl or at fantasy football. We're winning at life because we're helping out other people in this charity, taking participating in giving back to not only uh, the fantasy football community, but us community around us. So I applaud everybody at that. You are all winners in my book. And thank you so much for trying to find a way to make a fantasy impact in somebody's life today. 